The Monsters Playbook is an adventure podcast for grown-ups. It contains violence and profanity and deals with adult themes that may be uncomfortable for some listeners. Specific content warnings can be found on the episode show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to The Monsters Playbook, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast filmed in front of a live studio audience. We do not use artificial laugh tracks as I find them to be dishonorable. This week on the cover story, it's back to the real world, and that means things are gonna get real. The team has made it out of the Sea Kingdom and they're back in the city, just in time for a few major players to come into conflict. And even when they manage that, there's still the matter of, you know, everything. What are they gonna do with Mark's brother? What is Rex Crook's problem? What's going on with Catrail? And why does it feel like there's someone or something following them everywhere they go. I'm John, and I play Mark Clayton. I'm Lauren, and I play Kira and Anna Ashwood. I'm Maya, and I play Theo Nessos. I'm Johnny, and I play literally everybody else. Let's get real. So I left you off in kind of a cliffhanger. Where are we? You were able to make your escape from the Sea Kingdom. It's sort of, I, I think, like as you go through, it's it's like blinding light for a moment or two. And then as your vision sort of begins to clear, you find yourself in like a really plush, well-appointed office, big desk, a couple of chairs, books Recognizable. all around. You recognize it, Mark. You've Is been here. Rex's office? You are in Rex Crook's office. No. So Mark heads through and I think Kira and Tommy were right after. Mm-hmm. Is anybody in the office? There does not seem to be, no. How did we end up here? As this door behind you starts to flicker and close, you notice Lowry is like gasping for breath and like falling to his knees and like <laughs> oh. eyes wide. Oh. Anna was was like holding on to his, like she had her arm hooked through his. And so she like immediately, I think, goes down and is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Get <laughs> Uh, His eyes are like bloodshot eyes. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I've got an idea. And Mark opens up his little like doorway to the where he stores shit and in, in there. Okay. Can I like shove his head into it for a second? Just his, just his head? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. You know what? It's like trying to put a cow into the bag of a bag of things. <laughs> a bag of holding. Yes. Uh. Why don't you roll protect someone? 11. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Immediately, he's he seems to be able to breathe again, but his um like his his skin is kind of uh cracking, like deteriorating almost. Okay. Is he in noticeable pain? Yes. I want to Okay, I have a move. I feel like that could help. Should I open up a door? I think Anna is like kind of like furiously like she flips open her like spell book to see if there's like anything that would be of help. I don't think you're going to be able to find anything that seems like it would help in this. Uh, there are spells for like breathing underwater. Can I open up my third eye and read a bad situation? You sure can. Um, I rolled an eight. That's two questions and you can see invisible things. Do I see anything invisible? You do. What do I see? There are three people in this room that are cloaked in some kind of uh, invisibility. 
Two of them are sort of standing pretty much motionless in opposite corners. And the third one appears to be like crouched behind the desk. What would be the best way to protect Lowry? Send him back there. No. (laughs) What would be our best way out of Rex's office? I mean... And I'm wondering, like, in a way that, like, we don't have to engage with these people. With the people in inside the office? Yeah. Uh, Mark could get you out. Having noticed that there are invisible people, I don't want them to catch on that Theo knows that they're there. But I do want to... Where is Mark and what is he doing? I'm shoving his head through <laughs> this little pocket to there. Yeah, and then I'm realizing that I'm holding him, and then I'm pretty sure like his arms are like starting to like deteriorate. Okay, I'm gonna like grab Mark's like upper arm and like squeeze and like quietly say to you, "You need to get us out of here right now. Can you get us back to there?" First, roll manipulate someone to hide that you saw people, and please, please, please miss. Eight. Okay. You're pretty sure they can't tell. <laughs> you grab Mark in the, like, parent arm hold. No, in the, like, girlfriend arm hold. Aw. What do you say back, Mark? Well, how many people are there with us right now? There's kind of a lot. You have Mark, Kira, and Theo, and Tommy, Preston, and Lowry. So I, I, I think she'd ask me that, and I would just immediately just, like, rip a hole and try to, to bring everybody through. Okay. I am going to have you roll use magic. Can I help out? How? It's okay. I got a 13. Okay, yeah, you open up the gate. I think with that, either your uh, sort of mental link with everybody is still operational, or you just like, I don't know, whatever it is, you, you go back into the Sky Kingdom and everyone can see everything perfectly. You're on one of those floating islands. Did I see anybody come with us back through? Um, roll, read a bad situation. Theo would be, like, keeping an eye on them. Seven. You don't see anybody else at all, Mark. I don't think you're even aware that Theo has seen anybody because she's been doing a good job concealing it from you and probably a good job concealing that knowledge from the people. Theo, as you're keeping an eye on them with your sort of invisible sight, they're just kind of silhouettes and you see one, like, turn to check with the other and then turn back. And one thing you notice is you can see, like, a ponytail flip as she turns back to face you and then the rift closes and you're now safely in the sky kingdom <sighs> larry seemed to be doing better yeah okay yeah it looks like he uh sort of is coming up from the bottom of the sea yeah anna kind of just like just like looking him over and she's like are you okay what the hell was that are you okay should that was did, did you know about stupid this? well yeah but you're on the other side thought maybe i don't know if it was a family thing plus we were stuck there anna maybe looks at kira i think kira and anna have the same thought and they just kind of look at each other anna says you need a body i suppose i would wouldn't be that simple but doesn't matter i mean could you like hitchhike <laughs> like pull a dockers you guys just love doing this don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Art. Think is that Anna? Yeah. Yeah, he'll like kind of look you up and down and be like, Are you offering? Um sure. 
Um, <laughs> roll manipulate someone. All right. It's breaking these dice. 12 advanced move. Holy shit. <laughs> He's going to look to Mark, I think, for like a cue, I guess. Like, sh- should I? I could just stay here. I'm not your guardian. <laughs> I think Mark laughs a little bit. Okay, he's gonna walk up to Anna. Um, <laughs> you know this is incredibly reckless, right? Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And then he'll like, he'll like take a deep breath and then just take a step forward, kind of into you. Uh, roll use magic. Fifteen. Oh. <laughs> Double sixes. To the rest of you, uh, Lowry seems to just sort of evaporate into. A, a cloud and just steps inside of Anna. Anna, you now have a grumpy but grateful uh, voice in your head. My new headmate. Ah, uh, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. You'll get used to it. Is Docker, wait, is Docker's with me right now? I believe so, yeah. He came home after last season. I, I, I said, what, like pull a Docker's or whatever to, to when they were saying that? Like, did, does he do anything or is he just kind of like silent observing? Or is he doing something completely different? <laughs> when you see that happen, when Lowry walks inside of Anna, you hear like a, whoa. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Oh my God. Docker's. He's got to keep busy somehow. Mm-hmm. For his part, Preston Lariat just is standing there blinking. <laughs> wow, you look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> oh, no. I've seen ghosts. This is stranger. Well, Lowry saved my life. Figure I repaid a favor somehow. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. Well, I can. Like, maybe I can call in a favor with uh, Lincoln Ramsey and see what we can do about it. Getting a body. Oh, you little, you little collectors. <laughs> Found another stray. All right, so. Mark, are you able to get us back so that we're not in Rex Crook's office? Uh, I can certainly try. Everyone, hold on. Put on your seatbelt, Larry. It's gonna about go terribly wrong. Nine. That's okay. So where do you, where do you want to go? Mark's house. What is the current state of Mark's house? I'm trying to remember. Catrell and Donovan were there, I believe. And Yuna, I think. Yeah. I want all of the players to just roll a D6. A single D6? A single naked D6. I hope that you always call them naked D6s. <laughs> I like it too. Five. I got a six. So uh, Anna rolled first. She rolled a six. And then Kira rolled a five. Damn. Six five five six or something. So like that. the pair of us are together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't like it when the keeper rolls dice as well. Yeah, I'm not supposed to. Gonna go to game jail. Mark and Kira. Yeah. You are standing in the pretty full parking lot of the Genco Olive Oil Factory. Oh fuck. Theo and Anna, you are in the back room of the Dawnbreak office. What about Tommy and Preston? Unsure. Unclear. No! (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. My, is my uh, Mark Clayton hotline still still up? The Sky phone. Skynet. Is Skynet still up? <laughs> yes. Hello? You guys there? I fucked up. Not there, there. Tommy, where are you? I'm at Mark's house. Where are all of you? Tommy's at Mark's. (laughs) (laughs) Kira will say, well, Mark and I showed up at the Genco factory, and we're at dawn break. Yeah, we're okay. Preston cuts in with, excuse me, weren't we trying to leave this office? Oh, Preston's still there? Oh, no. Preston's back there. Oh, fuck. Preston, if you can get out of there as soon as you can. When we were there, there were three invisible people. Well, there aren't three invisible people. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark immediately. Take, Mark take, immediately. take me. Jesus, take, me take the you. wheel. I'm going in. All right, because after he said that, he is cut off. Like he hung up. I immediately, like as he's saying it, jump in, like get to him. Do you take Wait. Kira with you? Yes. Johnny, what did you say about connecting with Preston? The connection with with Preston was cut off. Like, is it magically cut off, or how do you mean? Oh, I just was wondering if I could use force of will to block a spell, preventing Preston from talking to us. You're gonna block the spell that's blocking the spell that allows you to talk to him. Yeah, counter spell. <laughs> the spell of magical effect. Okay, try it. And Mark, roll angel wings. Twelve. What do I win? <laughs> you, you win. You and Kira going back to Rex Crook's office. Oh. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful prize. Theo rolled a seven for force of will, and on a seven to nine, um, I take one harm. So because of the strain and that Theo had experienced in there. Her magic bucket is very low. Quite. So on a hit, momentary magics are canceled completely and long-lasting spells and effects are suspended temporarily. Okay. All right. Well, one, Preston's connected again. Two, Mark and Kira, you pop back out into Rex's office and you see in the center of the room is Preston Lariat holding a gun on him and also some kind of a blinking device in her hand is Dad of the Invisible Family. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, then. Is is there anybody else in the room, or is it just Dad and Preston? There is also Uncle, who's kind of got a hands up. And... Where's the third invisible figure? Because wasn't there three? Theo did say three. Yeah, that, you, you only see those two. Okay, then I think as soon as we appear, Kira will be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Can I can I tell if, they're, like, if there, anything feels off about them? What do you mean off? Like... Is anyone controlling them or like well, read about situation. a staged thing like 11? Did I just counter spell one of dad's spells? <laughs> Temporarily. Yes. Uh, also, yeah, the device that she's got has a light on. As you step through, the light goes out. Mm-hmm. Ask your questions. You get three. Why are they planning to execute him? They don't seem to be planning to execute him. The the sort of stance that she's got is a very stop right there. The Skynet phone is open, Lauren. I think if uh, <laughs> you have any ideas on this one, because there's a lot of information we could get from this. I guess one of the other questions you could ask is, where is that third figure? Sure. Uh, where is the third person? Uh, still crouching behind the behind the desk, and it's 
Yeah, it's a it's a boy. It's a kid. I guess another question you could ask is like, is anybody from Rex's like office building like gonna find like Is anybody else in the building aware of your guys' yeah. presence? Yeah. Not likely, not currently. Okay. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, literally. What the fuck are you doing here is what Kira said. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Dad doesn't take her eyes off of Preston and just goes, he with you? Yeah. He is. What's going on? Why? Why don't you lower your gun? You know what? Roll manipulate someone and somebody else will help out. What do you What do you want on roll, Mark? Help out. 13. I rolled a 10 to manipulate. Dang, okay. She exhales sharply out her nose and holsters her gun. What are you doing here? She sort of gestures to Mark and Preston, goes... That new? She means the teleporting. You haven't always been able to do that, you know? I'm a man of many talents, I guess. What do you guys have on Preston? Well, he appeared quite suddenly, and I'm afraid Dad just sprang into action, you know. Who's that talking? Is that Uncle? That's Uncle. (laughs) That's some accent. And why exactly were you trying to follow Preston? Why is him teleporting an issue? Well, (laughs) most people don't teleport one direction, let alone forward and back again. Well, we are following after somebody else who is teleporting from here and there quite frequently. Maybe you should look into them instead of us. We know what to look into. Did Dad say that? Yeah. I think Kira just laser eyes on Dad. We need to talk. I I imagine you like taking a step forward and Mark just being like, "Uh." (laughs) she's going to head back to like a closed sort of cabinet behind the desk and just say, so talk. Not with anyone else. She looks back at you and sort of side eyes and goes back to sort of trying to jimmy open this cabinet. Got a secret? I should ask you the same question. I learned a little bit about Operation Tourniquet. Clenches her shoulders. We have a lot to talk about. Uncle goes behind the behind the desk and sort of makes reassuring sounds. And then Kid, now trying to look quite tough indeed, will stand up and walk out from behind. Anna and Theo, are you guys just sort of like watching? If, if Skynet's still open, I think, yeah, there they might be just... Anna's kind of just listening. Maybe like walking around Dawnbreak headquarters and giving Lowry a tour. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming nothing's really going on at Dawnbreak. I think I do think Anna would probably go check in with like Gad to be see if, they, if anything's... Any new developments or anything, but that's it. Okay, we'll save that for for later. So then what is what is dad doing right now? Okay, she had been thrown when you mentioned Operation Tourniquet. Later. We're here on a job. No. You've told me later one too many times. We're talking about this right now. She will spin on you and go, will you keep it down? You know where we are. You know who's out there and what they'll do to us if they come and find us. Help me find what I'm looking for and then I'll tell you whatever you want to know. What the fuck are you looking for then? It's a device. It'll look like a watch. That's all we know. A watch? What does this watch do? That's what we're going to find out. That's why we're looking for it. And Rex Crook has it or what? That's what they said. Can I connect to Rex Crook and figure out where he's at? Roll tune in. Ooh, that's not good. What? What's what's not good? (laughs) Well, you see, when you roll dice, there's a chance. Not always a chance, but there's a chance that you could roll double ones. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, I rolled double ones. <laughs> well, here, I, here is the good news. 
you know where Rex Crook is going. Now he's going to come to his office. Where where was he going? Well, he was he was somewhere else, but now he knows exactly where to come. And all of you, all of you on the Skynet hear a very familiar voice go, what is this? Oh, Mark. Well, that's not <laughs> what, uh, guys, Rex Kirk is coming here. Then whether you agree or not, I have to get back to work. That dad? Yeah, she takes out a little pocket knife and starts sort of futzing around it pops open this one cabinet and inside there's like papers and books and ledgers and such. She's looking through them very quickly. Kira's gonna fucking help her look. Rule, investigate a mystery for me. Mark, Kira, you should get out of there. Um, I, Kira just rolled a seven. She sure did. Okay, so you spend some time. Why don't you tell me where you, where you, where do you want to look? Where, Dad has looked what, in like cabinets and stuff so far? Yeah, it looks like there, the desk is somewhat rifled through. There's mm-hmm. some likely locked drawers and cupboards. I think I would do like a pass through the desk just to make sure there's not like some false bottom or something like to one of these drawers. Can I see anything emanating from, like I look around it, looking for energy coming from this device or something like that or like? I don't think that's the kind of energy that you can see. Do you want to roll investigative mysteries? or yeah. Okay, fuck these dice. Double ones again. Who buddy? I think with that roll, that voice you heard before, looking for something? Yeah, you uh, you wouldn't happen to have a watch, would you? You hear him say to someone else, faster. Can Kira attempt to do a move that she has not done yet? Cast the bones? You can try it. We'll see how it goes. I think how Kira's, how it looks for her with the move, it says once per mystery, you may perform some kind of divination to glean information about the future. And then on a success, you can hold either two or one, depending on your role. So I think what Kira's brand of this would look like is something to do with shadows. So I'm wondering if like the shadows could form in to like point her in the right direction of where to look for this watch. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Why don't you roll it? That's a seven again, but I get one hold. So I would like to okay, spend, spend it to ask if uh, I can find that watch. Where is it hidden? So I think the way that you understand it with your current level of training is that to do something like that, there's something in a specific shadow to look for. And it won't be like you can look around and see it in any shadow. You have to find the one. Mm-hmm. To read the shadows. Yeah. And so you take some time. Uncle and kid and dad are also rifling about in the file cabinets, picking locks to open some of those. Kid goes over to like an armoire and makes one of the doors go away and just starts looking inside. Theo seems to have an epiph. Yes, I do. What's your What's your plan? So I'm guessing hearing the chaotic commotion with Mark and Kira. Theo remembers, stored in her tool belt of things, is a lock of Rex Crook's hair. I want to take it out and I want to cast a spell and trap Rex Crook where he is, preventing him from getting closer to Kira and Mark and hopefully buying them more time. Yeah, I think the, the way that's phrased makes sense for that being the kind of spell that you would know. So why don't you roll use magic? So I'm about to use magic, but I want to ask. Mm-hmm. If I miss, mm-hmm. what would happen? Rex Crook would show up at dawn break. Worth it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he hasn't been here before. Oh, 12, advanced move. 
because I get a plus one to use magic against them if I have part of, yeah. Oh, all right, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh, way, to, way to play the game. <laughs> okay. So, meanwhile, back at the office. Yeah, what does my shadows reveal? Kira, you pop open this locked cupboard drawer and like there's something weird. There's like stacked up vertically leaned sort of books and notebooks. And there's something weird about the shadows in between them. So you pull them all out and sure enough, there is a false back to this cupboard. You sort of shift that out, pull it out. And then sure enough, there is like, there's two shelves. I think Kira and Mark here, I'm going to buy you some more time. All right. There is a very strange looking small device, like a glassy blank front on like a watch stand. There is a photograph. The photograph of a much younger Rex Crook in a photograph with an, a woman and another couple. He looks very young indeed and quite happy, if very strangely dressed. And then I think there is like a like it's about the size of like a flash drive, but it's paper thin and then has like what must be a earpiece. And it's like sort of translucent, pale blue, greenish blue. I want here to reach for the earpiece and the watch. Okay. Do I notice notice anything abnormal about this watch or this earpiece? Only that they don't look like like anything you've seen before. The watch, the watch looks a little bit like a smartwatch, but as you sort of pick it up, you can kind of see that the face of it is like literally floating like a quarter of an inch off the wristband, like not really making contact, but still moving alongside it. What happens if I put the earpiece in? Well, you put the earpiece in, and at first, nothing happens. Uh, I think, yeah, she just kind of puts this in, the earpiece in, and then she turns to Dad. Is this what you're looking for? Does Mark see it? Yeah. Can he lunge for it and try to put it into the place I shoved Lowry's head into? Roll act under pressure, Mark. You just ask me. I just... <laughs> <laughs> he is impulsive. Ten. I, ve- I have a very clear picture of this, that... Kira stands up from the desk, turns around, so her back is now to the desk, holds out the watch thing to the side. Dad turns to look, and Mark goes, and like leans over the desk, grabs the thing, and shoves it into a hole in the sky. Roll use magic, please. Seven. Okay. So you put it in there, you let it go. You are dimly aware that the obsidian stone just is no longer there. Dad is staring daggers at you, Mark. But as she opens her mouth to speak, a very close telephone rings outside the office. You hear click as it's picked up, and then a muffled behind the door voice go, Gavel. Hmm? Now? Hmm. He hangs up. Dad looks at Mark, looks at the door, looks at Uncle. I telepathically tell him it's safe. Tell whom? Dad. <sighs> Maybe, but we're not. She holds a hand out to uncle and says, we have to go. All of us. Can I teleport us out of there? I think dad's implying that they get us out. I think telepathically in your head, Mark, you hear her voice say, because that's worked so so great so far. I have a question, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Would you allow me to use the move monster empathy on Rex Crook? Yeah. Could I roll that, please? 
Um, is that the one that just lets you manipulate monsters? No, that's no. When you try Monster to, empathy. When you try to work out what a supernatural creature desires, you roll plus charm on a 10 plus hold two and a seven to nine hold one. You can spend your hold to ask the following questions. The keeper will answer honestly. What does it most desire? What would it accept as good enough for now? What would distract it? Roll it. Seven. Uh, what would it accept as good enough for now? And by good enough, I mean good enough to not chase after us. <laughs> if you leave either the watch or the earpiece, he won't chase you. But if you take the photo, he will never stop hunting you down. Oof. Okay. She just said the watch. Kira will take out the earpiece and she'll leave it in the desk. Okay. Close it back up. Shall we? Yeah, you hear like a key going into a keyhole. Dad has her hand held out to Uncle. You've put the earpiece back. You've put the photograph back. She like sort of snaps her finger like, give me it. And Uncle kind of goes... But remember what happened last time. And she says, no time to be stingy now. Give it to me. So he reaches into his coat and he pulls out something that it looks like a little, I don't know, somewhere between like a um, teeny tiny squeegee and like a straight razor. Mm -hmm. And she takes it, goes into the middle of the office and sort of shoves it into the ground, takes a deep breath and unzips the floor. And like it spreads open and you can see it goes straight into what must what appears to be like a basement parking garage. She gestures to it. I think Mark just jumps into the hole. Okay. Yep. Kira will follow after. As will Kid, Uncle and Preston and finally Dad. And as she zips up the ceiling above you, you can hear the door burst open. And then the thing that Dad had it has in her hand turns to dust. All of the color has drained out of her face and she starts to fall and to, an uncle catches her and takes her up in a, is that the fireman's carry? In a fireman's carry. I think fireman's carry is over it's back. Over, yeah. Then, yeah. Then just uncle would, carries her. Uncle just carries her like a like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> That's not how you carry a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I feel like you'd still That's carry also, a sack of potatoes over your back. <laughs> or like by the hair. Just picks her up in both arms. Carries her, carries her like a child that fell asleep, putting to bed. Like a, yeah, like a child. Mm -hmm. And compared to him, she does look quite small indeed. Uncle is very tall. And he walks over to a nearby parked uh, black town car. How long... Is Rex trapped? Can I just like feel and hold on to that magic and try and keep it there as long as I can? Since it is an advanced move that I rolled, <laughs> I'm willing to roll act under pressure if you want me to, since I am weakened. Well, then roll act under pressure. Fair is fair. If you're going to be so generous. I got to give you something after I don't have bottle lit up anymore. 11. Okay. Yeah, Anna, if you take a look and you will notice that Theo is uh, visibly sweating. Concentrating real hard. Hanging on to this spell. And you're like, was that how I'm supposed to do it? That's how you're supposed to focus. Right. Is there something I should be doing to help? Maybe I should just stop talking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it'll be hard. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Uncle will go down, open the door to the passenger side and put Dad inside. Step around to the driver's side and be like, do you require conveyance? Yeah, I have to speak with her. Kid, the back seats then. Kid goes, yes! <laughs> Opens up the door to the back and gestures inside. And you can see that there are a couple of rows of back seats that shouldn't be able to fit in the car. <laughs> Preston will look in and go, how are you doing that? Kid says, 
magic. <laughs> Uncle goes, it's not magic. It's close enough. And then he climbs in and goes all the way to the way back. Good. Okay. Also, can I say, heist successful? <laughs> <laughs> you told the bad guy what we were looking for. <laughs> I did that on purpose because I wanted to see what it was to him. And he said go faster, which means it is something that he was really after. Well, obviously. <laughs> but it's confirmed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so... <laughs> As we're on the way there, I say the obsidian stone is gone. Are we headed back to the Invisible Family's headquarters or where are we headed? Here was my plan. They will take you wherever you'd like to go. Mark, they'll take you home. Preston, I think, would like to go back to his his car. Yeah. And then they're going to go back uh, to headquarters. Okay. Rex knows where I live, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. All about you, Mark Clayton. I think Kira would would say he, he won't follow us, not... If we had if we had taken that photo or that earpiece, he would follow us, but he won't come after us, at least not right now. We should be okay wherever we go. Should we head back to your place? Yeah, let's do that. I think Kira over Skynet, if it's still open, would say to Theo, how does this this uh, spell work? Does he is he still able to talk? He just can't physically move his his body or what? He's just frozen in place. Honestly, this is Maya talking. I don't think that Theo would respond and is able to respond because she's focusing. Okay. Well, then Kira, not hearing a response, she's just going to try to use that burner phone and call Rex, see what happens. You want to call Rex? Yeah, with that burner phone. Okay. I mean, he's in our heads too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, isn't, is he still? Mark lost control of the connection. So he's connected to us currently with Skynet? Yeah. Oh, so I so then I won't even bother then. If that's if I know that, then I won't call him. He he hasn't been able to hear what we're saying though. It's only when we're communicating through it, right? Like he can't like if you speak to each other out loud. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Then never mind. If if I know that he is connected to Skynet, then Kira would actually just reach out to Rex telepathically. You did your job. And you thought you'd collect payment on your own. No. See, this took us kind of a little bit on a wild goose chase. Took us all over the place. Somehow we wound up back in your office. But we did find some pretty interesting information about one of your associates. Tower? Mm-hmm. Go on. Yeah, she's been um, killing a bunch of people. Using her little factory to kill a bunch of people, amass power for herself. Yeah, and she was working with your buddy Phillips to uh, get the bodies. A bunch of junkies. You might have heard about that uh, drug bust the other day. Indeed I did. Shame, but Phillips has other less upsetting ways to make us money. Right. Does it usually involve killing a bunch of people? Why so many questions? Interested in going into business for me? That's not what I'm after. I've told you what we want. You wanted to know who is causing waves? Well, appears it is Tower, and she's getting some assistance from Phillips. Then the job is done, and it's my turn to uphold my end of the bargain. What can you tell me? You know what? I'll tell you in two days. Why two days? Because I don't like it when people snoop around in my office without my knowledge. Well, to be fair, Mark did tell you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't like it when people snoop around in my office with my knowledge. Fair enough. I'll hear from you in two days then. Talk to you later, Rex. This is very clever. I can see how communication like this would be useful in your line of work. Can Mark, like, cut the line? <laughs> the way to do that will be to cut all of it. I don't know if I want to do that yet. Well, hmm. I mean, the fact remains that he is still connected to Skynet regardless, so unless we wanted to, you're going to have to cut it at some point. Otherwise, he'll be able to listen in for a while. Okay. Yeah. Let's cut it. Cut. All right. Skynet's, Skynet's down. Well, since that is now down, I just I think Kira would probably just call Anna on her cut. cell phone. Just let him know that they're headed to Mark's place and to see if they can get there somehow to regroup or... They can also, otherwise we can regroup later and just pass along that message. Cut. I think Anna would go up to Theo, who's maybe still focusing on the spell. Be like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Kira says that they're going to go to Mark's house and that they are in the clear. They are on their way with the invisible family. If we want to meet up there, we can. Or... I was thinking we could go and do something else. Theo will look at Anna and blink once, like very deliberately. (laughs) (laughs) One means yes, two means no. Do you want to go to a magic shop? Theo will blink three times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that that means. There was no third option. Ugh. I kind of want to check in with Lincoln Ramsey, so I think I might head there. You're welcome to come if you want. How much time has passed since you started? Since you cast that spell? Yeah, like how long have how long have I been able to fuck with him? Like ten or fifteen minutes. Okay, I'll I'll release the spell. Okay. <laughs> you see Theo just like <sighs> like blink and like shake her head and just like look at you and like I was trying to focus. Yeah, I think you did a good job. But I think we're good now. I think we're in the clear. You said Kira and Mark are going to his place? Mark's place? Yep. They're going to go regroup with everybody else there. And you're going to the Cloak Child? Yes. If you want to go check in with everybody else, that's cool. I just... I have some things I think I need to wrap up with with Ramsey. Theo, you'll become aware that sort of to one side of you sitting at a desk, someone says... You could always stay here. It's Gad. Uh, no, thanks for the offer, Gad. I really just need to, like, rest. I burned up a lot of magic. There's a bed here. I kind of want to sleep in my own bed. It's It's been a while. Okay. Do you, did you want me to come with you or something? If you need me to come with you, like, I'll, I'll come with you. That's, like, fine, like... Who needs sleep? I can I can get sleep later. I, I can get sleep when I'm done when I'm dead. That's depressing. Um, no, <laughs> uh, you go get some fucking sleep. We I can we can hang out some other time. Are you are you okay? Mm-hmm. Damn it! I don't know if Casey's lying. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm great. I'm gonna I'm just gonna check in with the boss. Hang on. Are you lying? Is Anna okay? She's. I think she's okay. I think she's. A little upset that like Theo doesn't want to come with her because she genuinely just wanted to hang out with Theo. 
Um, but uh, big sis. Like, what what time is it? Like what time of day? Do we know? Yeah, is this the same fucking day, or is it like a? Did it bleed into a new day? It's certainly a new day. So we haven't even slept. No. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably like two or three mid afternoon. You know what? The clockwork child's on the way home. No, now you're just coming because you feel bad. Just look, it's fine. Too late. I'm already calling one of the <laughs> cars under my family's uh, service, and Theo's uh, on the phone calling a car. Okay. Because I know that Anna doesn't have one. No. And neither does Theo right now. Because mm-hmm. she got a ride with Mark. Okay. Theo, roll act under pressure. For what? Mm, I'll tell you later. 11. Okay. All right. So you two. Hey, Mark. Hi. Unrelated question. What kind of coffee table did you have? Um. Because I feel like I remember, like, was it a glass coffee table? That's what I feel like I remember. But... As long as you haven't told me already. But I I feel, I don't know why I would just assume that. I feel like we talked about it being Yeah. That. Let's just go with glass. Okay. So they drop you off at your house, Kira and Mark. Mm-hmm. And you walk inside and... um. First thing that happens is Catrail runs up to you and goes, I swear it wasn't me this time. <laughs> what is what happened to the house? Um, Tommy <laughs> walks into the room. He has a little dustpan <laughs> and a trash bag that's clinking with what <laughs> sounds very much to be broken glass. Teleported right onto the, the coffee table. And yeah, in the middle of your living room, Mark, there is your obsidian slab surrounded by tipped over uh, table legs and shattered glass. Wait, my obsidian what? Your obsidian slab. Oh. You knocked it out of your safe space and sent it back to your home. My coffee table! (laughs) Did anybody get hurt? (laughs) I go to the coffee table. Donovan's sweeping things up, but he has like his tie shoved into his button-down shirt. He's taken off his his coat and his uh, sleeves are rolled up. No, nobody appears to have been hurt. I think Mark looks for um, Lariat. He's on top of the fridge. <laughs> oh, hello. Feathers all puffed up, like stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Should we like do something about the slab now that it's back here? We we need to make sure nothing comes through it. Well, if you want to store it somewhere else, there's probably a couple places we could keep it. I mean, you could put it back into your whatever pocket dimension thing and if you want to give that watch to dad do you want to give the watch to dad kira ashwood can i say something but like out of character mm-hmm. lauren you can keep that watch and hold it against dad that she has to talk to you and you'll give her the watch yeah no kira kira's gonna take the watch and we'll see if she gives it to dad <laughs> i just didn't want that opportunity to pass us by oh yeah <laughs> yeah she told me she would tell me once they found it, so I'm not giving it up until she tells me. Roll manipulate someone on me. <laughs> 12 advance move. Oh, fuck. Mark, roll act under pressure. You don't know that I'm that I'm planning on taking it, though. 14 advance move. <laughs> okay, it's your, it's your call. Well, this didn't decide for me. <laughs> yep. If you let Kira take the watch, you will mark experience. You sure it's not going to fall into the wrong hands? No, it's going to, I'll give it to to dad. You don't have to worry. Once she tells me what I want to hear. I think I pick up my obsidian slab and like look it over to make sure that it's like not chipped or broken anywhere. And I'm just like, okay, okay. 
Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I reach in uh, to grab the watch and uh, pull it out and hand it to Kira. Yeah, Kira will take it and she will, um, I think she'll just put it in like her, like a messenger bag that she has for right now. Okay. And then I think she'll look to Tommy. I need to go speak uh, with the invisible family. Do you want to come? (laughs) He'll hold up the bag to Donovan and be like, you good cleaning up here? And then he's sweeping stuff up, doesn't turn around and goes, if the little one will help. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, then I think Kara would head with Tommy outside to go to the visible family. Yeah. Theo and Anna, you pull up to the clockwork child. Anna will get out and open up the door to the entryway. This is where I work. Have you ever been here before? Um, No, but I've heard about it. It's pretty cool. They've got a bunch of different types of things. I mean, they've got magic stuff, sure, but they've also got like CDs and other like things that people buy. Half a clientele, well, more than half a clientele don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Oh. Ramsey, Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln is, I think, just there going over uh, with, a, with a customer by the records and flipping through kind of offering recommendations. He gestures like, one second. Did you miss me? <laughs> Can you remind me, what is all here at the Clockwork Child? Like, what do they sell? What are their wares and goods? Have you ever been to the Electric Fetus? No. It's kind of a hippie shop, a little bit. Like, they have records, they have some clothes that you can just tell are made with natural fibers. They have incense, they have, like, you know, candles and stickers and patches, and, like, a bunch of books that seem, you know, between sort of brand new paperbacks and volumes that may be 150 years old. And then... Behind the counter, there is like just racks and racks of like, it's like an apothecary shop kind of racks of big jars that have different powders and herbs. And there's some hanging herbs drying from the ceiling or from shelves. There's definitely some like pickled animal parts. Okay. So what does Lincoln say? I think Lincoln says, will you help Mr. Luther check out? Anna rolls her eyes and then puts on a very lovely smile and looks at Mr. Luther. What can I help you with, Mr. Luther? It's like the third time this week you are a good customer. (laughs) (laughs) He's got all these old additions and walks over to the uh, cash register. Roll manipulate someone to do this. See how good this goes. 14 advanced move. Lincoln is, is impressed. And I think the other thing that I want to have happen is Lincoln sort of walks up to Theo concerned. You okay? Yeah. Let me get something that might help. Okay. He goes definitely into the back room. Is there a rack or a shelf of jewelry? Oh, for sure. Several. And then there's like some in like a case by the counter. Okay. Theo will be perusing. Perusing. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. After a minute or two after Anna gets Mr. Luther mm-hmm. checked out and he goes happily on his way, throws a couple of bucks in the tip jar. I'll score. <laughs> uh, Lincoln will come back with a cup of tea for Theo. What's that? How come you never make me anything? <laughs> You're not ready for tea. It's tea. It's, is it? Well, I don't know. What is it? Here you go, kid. This will fix you right up. Theo will take it, sniff it before drinking it. What does it smell like? Cinnamon, 
cardamom, autumn leaves, that kind of fresh dirt that smells like it might be good to eat. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Is this one of those things that you have to like down or can I just sip and enjoy? It's tea, kid. Savor it. Okay. They will sip on it. So what brings you back? Here to do the job that you have? Okay. I mean, clearly I was just helping, but no, I believe you said our training was going to continue. So I figured I'd come back and check in on that. And also Theo and I wanted to do some research. Yeah, you heard that right. Research. Like with books. Maybe. Like now. Or soon. Ish. We could do it tomorrow. It's fine. I was going to, I more or less just wanted your blessing to use the books here for research. What kind of research? He crosses his arms. Well, remember how you told me I was here conditionally? Hmm. Theo said that she would help me look into it. Theo sips her tea. (laughs) (laughs) Point at Theo and be like, you managed to trick this one into wanting to read books? Theo will shrug. Teach me. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll go back and start sort of doing shop work, straightening things. We don't have to research today if if you want to go home and and rest. We We can pick it up tomorrow or something. You seem pretty beat. Don't get me wrong, like, totally would be interested, and it is one of my intentions to help you, but I'm pretty exhausted. But are there any other books? Because I think I was going to point to, like, the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, fictional books there. Like, is that Wild Hearts that I see on that <laughs> shelf? Yeah, one of, uh... One of Kira's favorites. Ask, let me ask this, Johnny. Does Lincoln Ramsey have a private stash somewhere? Of, of books? Yeah. Like Oh, certainly. There's, like by request only. Yeah. There's more in the back. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, there's... This is this is more or less like the front of the store, quite literally, and and also in the sense of like, this is, this is just the day-to-day operations. This is what keeps us going. There's yeah. only a few customers who really actually know what they're doing, who actually that have magical sense. stuff, but... Well, Anna has a phone now, right? Mm-hmm. I'd really love to take a shower and get, like, nine hours of sleep. Can I text you tomorrow morning? Because I also was planning on hanging out with Mark at some point. Oh, well, don't let me interrupt. You have a great time with Mark. Why, why are you saying it like that? Uh, no reason. You're, you're still doing it. What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. Your voice is going higher and higher. I what have a high voice. Totally, my voice is higher than Kira's. <laughs> <laughs> I will text you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. And the voice inside your head goes, that was mean. What? What do you mean? What was mean? What did I do? Leave the poor kid alone. You mean... Encouraging her to date your brother? Like, that's mean? That wasn't encouraging, and you know it. You're teasing her. It's all in good fun. <sighs> it's making fun, is what it is. <sighs> Fine, you've made your point. Is this, is this what this is going to be like? You're just going to be my subcon- my conscious? 
<laughs> hey, I'm not trying to Jiminy Cricket over here. I just call it like I see it. Yeah. You're acting like a brat, and I'm going to call you on it. Well, you're a dick. <laughs> uh, Theo will finish the tea, uh, bring the cup back to Lincoln. Thank you. I think he'll take the cup and like in that way of like put his hand around your hand on the mug you should be careful with that stuff and then take it back and put it in like a busing tray okay <laughs> yeah then Theo will wave goodbye to Anna and head back outside to the car okay as you do like a few feet behind Lincoln will follow and then flip the sign to closed and lock the door and turn around to Anna. Well, that gives us a couple of hours to go find you a familiar. study day. Yes, they are the new BFFs. Well, we'll see, but need all the content. Okay, guys, we have a couple of announcements that we need to share with you before we get back to the show, because we have been busy, busy, busy. Next week, we have not one, but two bonus episodes coming your way. First, we have an all-new episode of Book Club, which is hosted by yours truly, where I was joined by fellow podcasters Allard from The Dice Crisis, Cap from Shrimp and Crits, Ghost from Dungeons and Pop, and Heather from Nameless Monsters, where we talked about all things role-playing. So if you are looking to level up your role-playing skills and get some advice from some people who've, you know, played plenty of these games, well, you're in luck. It's coming uh, next week. And then we also have a very special one-shot jammed by Maya that is going to be releasing on June 3rd, which will celebrate International Tabletop Day. So Maya, why don't you tell us a little bit about this one-shot? Yes, I ran a wonderful one-shot uh, written by Mr. Ray of the $2 Creature Feature. Um, his TTRPG is called Goons in Toyland. And I had the pleasure of running it for Johnny and favorite guest of the show, Sarah, uh, as well as Brittany from the Storyteller Squad and Pat from Trials of the Apocalypse. What's the game about again? Like, what's the premise of the game, kind of? Kind of like Toy Story, except all of my players chose to be lost toys. So they're essentially kind of the forgotten toys. This was definitely a uh, blast from the past of my childhood. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and there might be some secret art that I wrote, I drew. I didn't write art. I drew art. What? You didn't tell me about this. Yeah, surprise. Okay, well, you're going you're gonna to have to share it with me after we get off this call. <laughs> All right, and then after that, we will be back just in two weeks like we normally are with our next episode of The Cover Story. But we also, on June 6th, uh, will have a new episode of Blades of Brickwall, which is our Patreon-exclusive mini campaign that we are running right now. So... If you are interested in that, definitely a great time to subscribe to our Patreon. Maya, you have a couple of reminders? Yes, we got some friendly reminders for everyone. Leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. You can leave a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or whatever your listening platform of choice is. And word of mouth is the best way to get our show noticed. So telling your friends, telling your family, telling your therapist, telling your coworkers. <laughs> 
talk about us. This would help us a lot. If you want to know more about what the heck are we doing, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Monster Playbook or on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Monsters Playbook. To connect with us more directly, join us on our Discord. We talk about food, pets. We also have episode theories as well as listening parties. Hello, current listening party. If you are able to, uh, supporting us monetarily, we would be very grateful for. You can subscribe to our Patreon and listen to that new Blades of Brickwall episode that's coming out. We also have a merch store. You can buy things like a coffee mug or socks. We also have a Kofi that you can donate that will help us with our podcasting uh, setup and longevity of our show. Links to all these things and more can be found in our Direct Me profile in this episode's show notes. Our promo for this week is for Q-Time's actual play horror podcast, Pest Control. If you like horror, urban, fantasy, cryptids, tabletop games, masked vigilantes, vampires, demons, fallen angels, gravity magic, character drama, hot werewolf lawyers, or tearful goodbyes, sign me up. You may want to check out this podcast. And I'm pretty sure their current uh, campaign is actually a Monster of the Week campaign, so... Go ahead and check them out and let's go hear some more about them. What would happen if the whole world knew monsters existed? That they could be your neighbor, your barista, or your childhood bully? Hi, we're Pest Control, a mostly Monster of the Week actual play show that just started our second season, and we're asking exactly those questions. We are another tabletop podcasting show, but we utilize Monster of the Week very well. It feels almost like you are watching a show. It gets really dark. Yeah, and in between all that, we are a little bit of Cecilia little goofers. Sam enables some extremely impactful story moments built up from themes and creature designs. I'm William, they, them, and I'm playing Kelly Aberdeen, he, him, who is a vigilante who wants more than anything to be a monster and cannot become one. I'm Sam, she, they, and I'm playing Nami, she, her, who is an angel who fucked up and has to make up for it. My name is Jonas, they, them, and I'm playing Rabbit Moon, he, they, she, a demon boy who changes forms and plays with gravity. Rabbit is using the custom playbook, The Shape Changer. And my name is Keeper Sam. Come follow Pest Control as we watch the story of Kelly, Nami, and Rabbit trying to keep the community of Norfolk safe from the encroaching influence of the city. Come check us out. You can find out more about Pest Control and where to find them on their Direct Me profile, which is linked in this episode's show notes. Mm-hmm. Lauren, you know, since it's a Tuesday, do you want to hear a Tuesday joke? I think you're going to tell me anyway. Yep. After every Tuesday, even the calendar goes WTF. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we pick up? Well, we'll pick up with pre-mystery rolls. Oh, do we heal up all harm? Yes, you will. Pre-mystery rolls. Let's start with Kira. I got a nine. Okay, Kira rolled a 12 from with the plans. Just got two holds. I need to remember to use them this time. And then her sect roll. Oh, not good. Uh, eight for that. And then for Anna. Oh, oh no. I like this. And I got a six for uh, the vision, which I think we've said before. She does. I don't think she even gets anything. She just feels like something bad's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. And you're not so sure you can prevent it this time. Yeah, I don't think you get a vision even. Yep. Well, that's tough. Mark, as you sleep, you have a dream that you know it's bad and it was scary and it wasn't just a dream. 
but it's that kind of dream that you forget much of the detail right after you wake up. But it was like, you, you got the feeling that you were sort of running in the darkness. And when you looked behind you, the only thing that you could see, the only real source of illumination was the thing chasing you. And it was that like glowing red orange thing that was floating in the sky in the Dead Sea Kingdom. And you saw that you were, it was all of you running from it. And it swallowed Kira whole and stomped Theo. And Nick tried to shoot it, but it didn't do anything. And he just, just tore him in half. And it chased you and then it caught you. And then you woke up. I got to stop drinking. As he reaches for a glass of 2% milk. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the detail you get. Okay. Didn't you say it was like a drake or was that something else? It was like a drake, though this seemed a little more... It's like a flying serpent. And ask your question. The, this had the inscription of Theo's brother or something? The one that we had... I don't know if, if Theo shared that, but the one that we had saw there... Yeah, the runes, that markings runes. that were on it were this really similar to Deacon's tattoos. And yeah, where where that one was very sort of serpentine, this thing was kind of simian, more like had big bulky arms with like fingers and not claws. Oh, more like ape-like? Kinda. Yeah, weird. That's yeah, one thing I've never thought about as a beast, as a, as a flying ape. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen... Uh, Wizard of Oz. They were so scary. <laughs> okay. What about for Kira? Yeah. Edgar will come to you. Okay. Sort of like, <laughs> if you're like there sitting at a desk, you'll hear him kind of lope up and then scritch on the side of the desk to get your attention like a dog would. <laughs> yes. And then he'll be like, I've been going over your report and I'm troubled by this dragon you you saw what about it i mean it was it was pretty scary from what i was told the description of its glowing embers and its supposed role in the ecosystem of that dead place reminds me a little too much of um your ember fiery glowing runes you said that is what i put in the report <laughs> would you have noticed that they seemed cuz kira was there when deacon when deacon in the farmhouse right Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kira was in the farmhouse. I thought you were talking about when we were there, because Kira didn't see the dragon, I don't think, when she was there. She saw the Lernaean Hydra that Theo conjured, but she did not see the... So she would have... Everything that she would have reported would have been secondhand from what Anna told her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. Even better. But at the barn with Deacon, yes. Okay. So the mission is going to be to find more information on those. More information on what specifically? On the runes that seemed to glow. Okay. Where they likely came from, what apparently, what appears to be their function. Would I, would she have put that connection together that Deacon, they looked like Deacons? I think you may not have put it in the Mm -hmm. report, but I think you would have made, especially now, like if you're thinking, well, where the hell am I going to find out something about runes on bodies? Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think you know where to start. Okay, and and so Edgar was saying that the creature's eyes that burned like embers from kind of 
made him think of ember it was the like fiery nature of the runes yeah they like glowed oh, with of a... the runes themselves not the eyes yeah okay although that does make me awfully suspicious of your friend mark clayton and kira's thinking of that uh thinking of that prophecy that what's his face said jazz jazz which prophecy specifically? Runes burn like embers. Embers fade to ash. Ash will cover the world. Mm, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And when does Kira go to the invisible family? Is that like the next day then? That's a question for you. Okay. Well, just for continuity's sake, we'll say it's the next day that she plans to go to let dad rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, she would plan to go the next day with Tommy. Okay, and you just still have the watch in the bag? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's where you're going to go. Mark, you have a full house, man. Well, no, Donovan would have gone home, but either Catrell or you is sleeping on the couch, depending on how welcoming you want to be. I think Mark would have given his bed for, for her. So like, I think Mark is sleeping on his couch. And then he wakes up to uh, being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at my bird. Don't have to look far. He has just flown off of sitting on your chest and is now perched on top of the couch. And he's just like, you know, straightening himself back out after being scared off of you. I think Mark just sits up and just like kind of rubs his around his fire eyes. I guess you can't really rub your fire eyes. You can. Like, what does he feel with that? <laughs> Second degree burns. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> well... Am, am I immune to my own flame or is that? It's really hot. It won't injure you, but it does, I think, feel kind of like touching a like low level electric burner. Like that thing of like, it is hot and you know that if you leave your hand there, it will start to sting, but it doesn't. Then, But then when you pull it away, the pain just goes away. Hmm. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think Mark's just going to go and get ready for just get ready he's gonna go take a shower and stuff so probably when you're like getting out of the shower the door opens and in like a huge where did mark go to college did mark go to college i don't think this has ever been talked about no <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of firsts tonight um maybe mctc maybe like a technical college out west i was gonna say probably a technical college for his degree and everything okay i'm gonna call it marsalis tech okay uh, yeah, I went to Marsalis Tech uh, for journalism. Okay, she's got an enormous Marsalis Tech t-shirt. It's catrail. It fits her horribly. It goes down to about mid-thigh. Her short black hair is just like a weird explosion, and her eyes haven't opened yet. And she's like, do I have a toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor girl. <laughs> you need to go shopping. Can I roll to find out if I have an extra toothbrush? I, I would have assumed I would have purchased like a double pack and I've only used one. I think every single time Mark buys a toothbrush, he buys a double pack and only uses one and forgets that he already has them. <laughs> definitely not based on uh, actual events. Um, yeah, you you definitely have one. Okay. And she like starts to fiddle with it and she's just like, do you really have to clean these every day? Uh, uh, well, just, I mean, run it under the water. Like, you don't need to, like... Oh, okay. She puts her head in the sink and runs the water <laughs> over her mouth. <laughs> she's talking. 
talking about her teeth. <laughs> uh, oh, um, yeah, Br- uh, you got it. <laughs> Mark walks out. <laughs> oh no, this girl's gonna have sticky breath. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think Mark is just like, I don't know what's happening. Then <laughs> leaves. All right, gear up. Yeah, Kira would have Tommy come with her. Okay. And would head to the Invisible Family headquarters. Okay. You pull up to the bodega in Northeast Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there is the Somali-American teenager reading a paperback sitting behind the counter. <sighs> the meeting with dad. Does she know you're... His phone buzzes. Okay. He stands up and walks over to the bathroom, puts in a special key that tears the... Uh, the door away, revealing a different door. She opens, revealing a lit staircase descending. We'll head down. I think she's holding Tommy's hand. Oh. Heads down the stairs. She's not saying anything. Oh, this is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody on this call that's looking forward to this. <laughs> so, you get downstairs and... In this sort of entryway, for lack of a better term, sitting on one of the pull-out chairs and looking at a screen, his mom, his jacket draped over the back of the chair, his sleeves pulled up, and he's not wearing a tie right now. His shirt's unbuttoned, a couple of buttons. He turns around and looks at you, and it looks like he, you know, one of those butterfly band-aids on his forehead, holding together something with a big goose egg forming underneath it. And then, yeah, he looks like he hasn't really slept. Absent-mindedly looks at you and runs his fingers through his mustache. Oh, shit. Been a while. You look well. Save it. He gestures into one of the, yeah, one of the rooms, the other side of the research room. Kira will head in. I think she, well, I think she, she makes to go ahead in and then. <sighs> Mom will stop you first and be like, hey. She's healing, okay? You mean from yesterday? Hmm. Well, I'm healing from a lifetime of shit, so it'll be a good conversation, I'm sure. Roll manipulate someone. Eight. Just hold up both his hands. All I'm saying is more flies with honey. And then go back to looking at the looking intently at something on the screen. Okay. I can't decide if I want Tommy to actually be there. Be to hear there. it? Yeah. Because I haven't told him very much at all. Do you want to come in? Yeah, of course. If you need me, I'm I'm there. <sighs> there might be some stuff that won't make a lot of sense, um, but I promise I'll explain later. I'm kind of okay with stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. <sighs> it's a lot. Um, it's not good telling. <laughs> Do you not want me there? I honestly don't know. Um, I need I need to tell you about something that's ha- been going on, but I've been putting it off. Um, Dad has answers, and so I need to talk with her. I think because of your eight, you will hear two hands slam down onto a desk. Stars and stripes. Did you come here to talk to each other or her? And mom will stand up, grab you both by the shoulders, and walk you through this <laughs> okay. room. To this door that's not really marked, open the door, shove you both in, and shut it. 
well, there, that takes care of that. <laughs> well, he's delightful. It's not an adjective I would use. And you hear a kind of weak. Yeah, me neither. I didn't pick him. You are in what's very clearly like the sick bay. And there is a hospital bed that's reclined up halfway through. So she's sitting up. Dad is covered with a couple of blankets. And you can see that there is um, an IV going into her arm. Yeah, I think other than that, there's just like a little tray that has the remnants of a breakfast. It looked like it was probably actually pretty complete and good. Big plate, coffee, milk. Okay. <laughs> How are you feeling? Like shit. Good. We have some stuff we need to talk about. She like lifts herself up a little bit to sit up a little higher in the bed so that she doesn't feel at such a disadvantage. Yeah, I guess we do. You told me once we had dealt with a drum that I should come talk to you. Well, drum dealt with. Turns out you weren't lying when you said you had a bit of a connection with the drum. And me, for that matter. You sure you want him to hear this? Can't put this genie back in the bottle, kid. He's here. That means I want him here. Tommy stands up a little bit taller, like bouncer pose. How much do you know? I saw a whole... Oh, how many slides was it? I don't know, 12 slides talking all about Operation Tourniquet. How mom and dad, before you were dad, were taken out. Cover your tracks. You did some sort of magic, created a doorway, and I walked through. <laughs> Used me as a scapegoat. Doorway's giving me a little credit. Scapegoat's maybe giving me too little. Or... I don't know. Maybe it's worse. What do you, what happened then? It's not an excuse, but I wasn't just kid. I was a kid. Fucking preteen with an atom bomb. Do you know where we get our powers from? You said it at one point. It was the sentient earth or something like that. Goddamn forces of creation. Me? We call it gravity. Makes me kind of a badass. But again, preteen with a atom bomb and two people who looked out for me, looked out for the whole world. Well, I guess yours didn't like competition. They tracked us down. I didn't think it was possible. They killed him. Mom and dad. They, <laughs> they were over a hundred years old, just running around, solving problems, saving the world. Not good enough. Gotta be stamped out. I... <clears throat> Right. As you can see, it still makes me well. And I needed them to pay. So I reached for something that would hurt them. <laughs> and what? You, you tore open a door to another world? You created me? What, what did you do? Again, door isn't quite right. I reached. I bent it. Space and time. You're not from another world, Kira Ashwood. You're from this one. What does that even mean? There isn't exactly a history book on stuff that hasn't happened yet. But when I reached, I wanted scorched earth. I wanted to salt the ground. I wanted nothing to ever. So I went to after the earth died. And I think I found the thing that killed it. Ashworld? You could call it that. And I was that thing? You were when I brought you. 
Do you know what they did to me? She does not answer. You wanted me to hurt them, but it was the opposite. It was a good distraction for a while, I guess. But I was just a kid. Not at first. What was I, then? She's probably been talking to you by now. You were Scorched Earth, kid. But if that's what you brought here, how did I... How did she go away? How did I forget about her? Her demeanor changes. And now she's like like a professor lecturing. There's a theory that um, throughout history, the vibrational frequencies of humans, living things, has been changing all the time. That if someone from 1200 AD were to spontaneously show up in the modern day, we couldn't even perceive them as such. My theory, that's what happened to you. You came back as something that fit on what the earth was into an earth where you didn't fit. So you made yourself fit. You made yourself look like the first thing you saw here. A little girl. A scared little girl. There has to be something that you can do. Can you can you send me back? Can you, I don't want to do this. I don't want to... I don't want her in my head. You've gotten things out of your head before. Are you sure that you really want to put the fate of the world on my shoulders of getting my shit under control? Seems pretty risky. With respect, because I can see that you're hurting, remember who you're talking to. The fate of the world isn't on your shoulders, Kira. It's on mine. Then what are you going to do about it? We watch. I know it's not your... <clears throat> You're really good at that, aren't you? Watching. Watching as my life just tanked. After that day, what did you do about it? Nothing. You just let, you just let them take me. I had responsibilities. <sighs> yeah. Do you have anything... Anything useful to help me deal with this ember, get her out of my head, to stop whatever she's trying to do. She looks away from you for a second, furrowing her brow. She's given herself a name. Yeah. The drum was trying to create one that they could control. Do you think they did? Where, where do her sympathies lie? I couldn't say. I have tried to avoid talking to her. A voice is one thing, but a name, that's... That could be good. We could use that. Point of information. Yeah, you haven't seen any of them in a long, long time. Any of who? Family. Um. And when was the first time you went to Lincoln Ramsey? Before then. Actually, we, I've seen Lincoln Ramsey before then. Right before then. Okay. Because what I want for her to do is to reach for a notepad and be like, there's someone you should talk to and start writing something down. They run a little shop, but it's not a shop. It's a whole thing. As for Lincoln or Ramsey, I know it's a, <sighs> it's not two people. It's one. I know Lincoln and Ramsey. They can help. Or they'll know who can. Okay. Wait, there might be something we can do here 
but we'll have to do some preparation, and it wouldn't be pleasant. None of this is pleasant. Talk to Lincoln. I'll talk to my people. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I think she'll walk over to the bed that she's laying in, open up her messenger bag. When you tell me what this was for, holds out the watch. She'll hold out her hand for it. What's it for? By the look of it, it's to tell time, but not this time. I think she'll like sort of wave a hand over it and it will, one, the little disc hovering above the strap will light up and sort of project a number of, I guess it looks like sort of three-dimensional widgets. Mm -hmm. There is the time. There is a little sort of red bar that says uh, Neonet not found. And then there's like a what appears to be just a ball of all the different astrological signs swirling around in it. Uh-huh. Why does Rex Crook have this? The more interesting question, I think, is why does anyone have this? Did you guys ever do any more research into him? Last time I saw Uncle, we gave him one of those masks. He was supposed to look into it. Learn anything useful? You know about dead life? <sighs> I don't. I've taken it into myself before, but I don't really know what it is, to be honest. It's sort of a curdling of the soul. When an identity dies, its natural inclination, the physics of the thing, is to cross over. Go from here to there, and then to who knows where. If it is not allowed to, it curdles. That can apparently be formed into a kind of resource. The masks were duct tape, putting animation into bodies, making them walk around when they shouldn't have. By rights, the rest of that spirit should have crossed over, but the dead life anchored it here. Hmm. He's going to be a problem. He is a problem. I think Kira will put the watch in dad's hands. Just kind of hold it there for a second. I'll check in with you in a few days then. Sounds good. I need to sleep for about a week. Yeah, I I know the feeling. Um, and Kira will like turn to leave. And I think as she's um about to leave the door, she'll turn back to dad and just say, I'm sorry they hurt you too. I'm not going to say I'm sorry I brought you here because I'm not. That's not your style. Let's just hope you're not sorry if Ember comes. She'll like sink down in her bed and sort of lay down. We'll be watching. Yeah. Kira will walk out of the room. I think she's avoiding Tommy's eye contact. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah. When you walk through the sort of library room and back into the entryway, uh, Uncle is now there standing, looking over Mom's shoulder, dipping a bag of tea into a little mug. And he looks up and is like, Oh, guests, how rare. Yeah, we're not staying long. Oh, well, it is an hour to lunch, but I suppose I could prepare you some meats and cheeses. <laughs> Um, Mom just goes, mm. <laughs> Not really in the mood for a cheese plate. Thanks. Your loss, Sip. Is there a better way to get in contact with you guys? They both look at you extremely confused. I feel like every time I want to get in contact with you, you guys are never around or you're on a mission. And then you just show up out of nowhere. Sometimes when I have to come here, I have to always talk to Omar at the front. Well, he is our doorman after a fashion. Yeah, but... Look, it'd just be much more convenient if I had some way to contact you. Roll manipulate someone. Ten. 
Okay. Uncle will go, will go, ah, and walk over and put down his cup of tea and like shift over a little notebook and start writing something down. Mom looks over at him like with a look of confused annoyance. And uncle shrugs and says, it's not like anybody else is calling me on this thing. <laughs> Tears it off and gives you a sheet of paper with his phone number. Okay. Thanks. I'll catch you guys later. Kira will head outside to the car. I think as the door at the top of the stairs starts swings closed, you hear a very distant and muffled little boy voice being like, Did they leave already? Oh, buddy. Kid. Yeah. So I think Kira gets into the car, closes it, just kind of sits there for a second. This is a silence that Tommy is not going to break. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Actually, I just have one. What's that? What are you hungry for? He starts the car. <laughs> Theo, you wind up sleeping a little later than usual, and you wake up to a pair of feline eyes looking straight at you, sitting on your pillow, the pillow next to yours, purring reassuringly. <laughs> I'm going to scratch Subdominos' head and then, like, stroke his back several times. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll get up. Probably grab our phone. <sighs> Text Mark. Good morning. Are you doing More. anything today? More. Um, And then we'll, like, leave her phone, like, on our nightstand and then go, I think, shower or whatever. Mark texts back. Just trying to help Cat... Triel brush her teeth. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Theo sees that after she showers with a towel wrapped around her uh, chest and uh, her hair wrapped up in Damn a towel it. as well. As, as women are... Usually do. Usually do. Yeah. Traditionally. <laughs> um, one, one little detail. Your, when you go back in, your phone is on the ground. Is Domino still in here? Roll rid of that situation. Eight. He is, but you don't know where. Sev, Thea goes and picks up her phone, sees Mark's text. Maybe if you're free this week, we could hang out. And then Theo will like kind of like toss her phone on her bed and then go to her closet, pick out clothes. The cat thumps, like jumps weightlessly onto the bed, starts Sev. futzing with the phone again, and he goes, Is this that boy from before? Mark is at his house and he is making an egg on his oven. Making and, egg. Oh, <laughs> He's making an egg. Okay. And when you when you text him, he pulls open his phone while he's like trying to flip the egg. Can I can I try to flip the egg with one hand? Relaxed under pressure. I love you guys. Holy shit, double six. <laughs> you yeah, burned you a double six roll on flipping a fucking egg. <laughs> yeah, you don't even use the, the spatula. You do that thing where you pick up the... the yeah. <laughs> just flip it like four times the skillet and, it and you don't even perfectly. look at it. And you just... Whoosh, and it goes... Whoosh. <laughs> oh, so great. Okay. I just wanted to see what happened there. <laughs> Sure, I'd love to. Heart. Send. 
<laughs> Looking a little bit more alive and wearing the same clothes from yesterday, Catrell will walk into the room and be like, should you be doing that in front of him? In in, in front of Lariat? He's a bird, Mark. I look over at Lariat. To the extent that owls can, it does seem like he's glaring at you. I, I take off just like a little piece of the egg and go, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're fine. He goes back to <laughs> flipping it. You said Sev had said something, right? He futzes with the phone a little bit and he's like, I didn't like him. He was very rude. I feel like come over, sit in the bed and just like pet Sev and like get like in that spot that he likes. What do you mean? How was this he isn't rude? isn't making me like him anymore. <laughs> but I know you like me. He brought no food at all. He comes to my home empty-handed. <laughs> Not the boy for you, Theora. I'll make sure to tell him to bring any scraps of turkey that he has for you. You think he has turkey? <laughs> <laughs> he might. He sounds like Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remind me what color Seth is? I remember he's like a gray. Yeah, he was kind of gray and like sort of tabby, but I think more splotchy. Say, very well, but that is your politeness, not his. I will give you credit, Theora. What's on your agenda today, Subdominus? What are you doing? What mice are you hunting or flies you are killing? The flies. Well, it is Thursday, so I will poop first. <laughs> this is what you want from me. He's going to do cat things. I know. And then I might get belly scratches. I have my patrolling to do. After poops, grumble. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to have a conversation with my cat. Back off. <laughs> Oh, this is the content we all need. Yeah. Has there anything uh, interesting been happening at home? It is a Maggio house, Theora. Something interesting always happens. And he settles in and like lies on his front paws and he goes, what are you really asking? Just curious if there's anything curious happening about. We'll investigate a mystery. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I think he'll like at that he'll stand up and he'll be go I tend to steer clear of curiosity for I am a cat and leaps off of your bed and bounds down the hallway okay bye two questions mm -hmm. one who of my family would be most knowledgeable about magica probably who's ever oldest your parents or do you have an aunt that you're in touch with Okay, and how vast and, I don't want to say stocked, but like, how good is the Nessos's family library? Quite good. Okay. I think that Theo gets ready, but like, it's probably the, she gets ready in the most conservative way, like... Instead of getting like instead of wearing her usual like mismatched converse with like fishnet fishnet stockings and like black shorts and like whatever shirt, think that she's gonna wear like her nicest pair of not holy black jeans, sensible flats. 
And then kind of a question for you, Johnny. How does my family or my parents feel about me wearing and having Selena's sweatshirt? Do they think nothing of it? I don't think they like it. Okay. They think it childish. Yeah. And unacceptably um, sentimental. Mm-hmm. Sounds like them. But yeah, Theo's just going to wear, I think, just some conservative, nice business outfit to kind of fit with the style that the family kind of sort of has. I want to pass by, oh no, I want to pass by my parents' offices, see if they're around on my way to the library. They are not. Okay. Then I'm going to go to the library. Okay. Welcome to the library. I am curious. Do we have anything on the Lariat family? This is all going to be investigative mystery. Fuck yeah! Okay, cool. Investigative mystery. 13. Advance move. Damn. Okay. You have a couple of things on the Lariat family. From the look of it, it probably was published in like the 1940s. You have three of these books that are more or less styled the same that are all called The Astounding Adventures of the Lariat Clan, volumes 13, 16, and 25. Okay. Put the stack on a table in my library. Are there any books on there with a capital T? I'm going to have to ask you to put that into a question. Are there any books on there? (laughs) What do you want to know about there? Um, a number of things. So... I guess specifically the kings of there. I'm also just straight out curious if our library has anything on there. What I kind of want to say is that um, there are no books on there are no books on there by that name. Can I ask you, is there any books on Endragoras? So I think the closest you're going to get in your family's library is that there is a book called An Incomplete Catalog of Different Places by Theophilos Nessos. Your namesake, perhaps? I know, I thought about that too. Um, okay. I'm going to add that book to my pile. And then the last two things is, um, I don't know how to be more specific, but like, do I find any books that would be helpful to figuring out what is going on with Anna? You've technically used up all of your questions, but the best you're going to get is it might be in this incomplete catalog of different places. Okay. There's one more book that I want to grab that I think that Theo knows where it is. And it's just like, I think like some medical texts. Okay. Um, I want to add that to my stack. And... <laughs> like like when you're buying a bunch of embarrassing stuff at the convenience store, then you also buy a two liter bottle of Coke. Honestly, I think that the thing that would be offered is the medical text part. So I think Theo with practice would like scatter it in amongst the books that she's grabbed. Okay. And I think that she's going to bring that pile back to her room. Also, speaking of things, I should probably roll glamour to conceal my eye and hand from my family. Okay. Eight. Which I believe means it's concealed, but a trained eye could tell that it's concealed. Something like that. Like, it's not as successful. Yeah. Okay. 
why don't you roll act under pressure to get back to your room unnoticed? Um, six. So you come out of the library and fully crash into um, Deacon. And he very deftly snatches one of the books out from your pile. It's one of the Lariat clan books. I didn't think you liked comic books. They're a fickle little family. Bunch of stuffed shirt dilettantes is what they are. What is all this? Research. Oh, research. You're going to write a comic book. I'm just looking into some stuff. I came across Lariat recently and... There's still a Lariat? Yeah. Where'd you run into him? At a restaurant. He was drunk. <laughs> that sounds about right. What are you looking into? Maybe we could work together again. What interest do you have in this silly family? I think that's my line. Are you that bored around the house? Dad not giving you any missions or tasks lately? Roll manipulate someone. 14. Advance move. <laughs> Take that, Deacon. I certainly have more important things to do than play around with ponies and action figures and thump you in the shoulder with his as he walks by. I'll uh, pick up all of my scattered books and continue on to my room. Do I see or hear my parents at all around the house or do I know that they're gone? They are likely gone. Okay. Anna, you have been out all night. <laughs> uh-huh. First with Lincoln, who sort of showed you how to do it, and then on your own, because you're not a very good student, trying to track and hunt a small animal to turn into your familiar. Mm -hmm. You are in the forest of a nearby park, and you were like, you, you noticed that the sun has come up and you were like, <sighs> you're tired, you stink. Yeah. yeah, I think she's like laying on the ground right now. <laughs> you get a ping on your cell phone. From Theo. Oh, oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Theo said that she would text her in the morning. Oh. It's morning. think that you probably get a text message from Theo that's like, good morning! Explanation point. She's like running to pass out. Uh, did you still want to do something today? Otherwise, I'm free most of the week. I imagine that Theo sends that in like a burst of text. She's like, hello, one text. Do you still want to hang out today? Text. I'm blah, blah, blah. text, text. And, it, and Anna hasn't looked at him yet. It's just bing, bing, bing. It's literally <laughs> five just... text messages. And yeah. the last one is like, you can say no. Well, and, and I don't think, I think Anna's literally laying on the ground and she's here's like the bing, 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 bing. And she's like, stop it, stop it, shut stop up, it. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, that she like picks out her phone and sees the text messages from Theo. <sighs> I, well, I think. Anna would just reply back to Theo and she'd be like, how does later this afternoon sound? Uh, Ramsey has me searching for a familiar question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Theo calls you. Oh. <laughs> what? Have you been out all night? Yes, Theo, I've been out all night. My feet hurt. Did you find a familiar? What kind no. are you like hoping to get? Honestly, at this point, I'd take a fucking mosquito. I don't... <laughs> I... I don't know. Something... Ramsey said something about... Well, Lincoln said something about... We can only communicate with it as intelligent as it is, so hopefully something smart. Can you some help? I feel like this is kind of one of those things I have to do on my own. That's fine. I was just, if, if you If you need any, like, 
advice or something, like, if you're trying to, like, focus on something, make sure, like, you know, you actually focus on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But I'm hoping I can find something soon. But uh, do you want us to meet this later this afternoon, maybe? Or tonight? Yeah, I mean, we could totally meet up tomorrow. I mean, if you haven't got any sleep, you really need sleep. Okay, I'll 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 text you uh, once I find this thing, and I'll I'll let you, I'll let you know if that's okay. Um, what's what's planned to meet tonight? But then if we need to, let's let's move it to tomorrow if that's okay. Yeah, totally fine. I did find a book that might be able to help us, but I'm not quite sure. Okay, well, um, awesome. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> she says, Anna just staring. seems frustrated, Theo. <laughs> familiar like that's really exciting yeah yeah it'd be great you can do it i believe in you anna thank you talk to you later Theo. bye uh anna roll 2d6 and don't add anything to it this is something i might start doing i want this to be a luck roll 2d6 and subtract any luck you've spent well don't worry because it wasn't a good roll two (laughs) never mind have i seen anything like, that even looks remotely like it could be a familiar. You've seen plenty of things. Squirrels, raccoons, all kinds of birds, crows. Mm-hmm. What you are supposed to do... Lincoln had some kind of bullshit mind trick that was like vampire hypnosis or something. It was weird that there's supposed to be some way to approach the thing while connecting with it and soothing it. And you haven't managed to do that yet. Everything you've approached, you've just scared off. I think Anna like leans up against like a tree, just sitting down on the ground, and she like talks to Lowry in her head. Do you remember what Lincoln said? How was I supposed to reach out to this thing? Mark, would you roll plus sharp, please? Double sixes. Damn. Sharp as a tack. Oh, now you want my help? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, how have you how have you even survived this long? Well, I've only been alive for like a few months. <laughs> You're like, give it a few more. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I think we'll go. Well then how are there so many cobwebs in here? Okay. If you're going to comment on my interior decoration of my fucking head, fuck off. You must not spend a lot of time in here. No, this is not I hit things, and I talk to things, and I annoy <laughs> things. I'm a good distraction. The first thing, I hit things. And right now, I would fucking hit a book over my head if I thought it would help me, but I don't know if it will. Please, if you, if you know what you can do to help, just tell me. <sighs> Come in here. You mean in my cobweb-infested mind? Yes. Fine. Anna will retreat to the, her head space. Roll act under pressure. Eight. This is literally going to be meditating. Mm-hmm. And you try it for a couple minutes and it's really boring and you don't like it and you shout about it. <laughs> Larry is like, just come on. It'll help. I promise. Okay. <sighs> okay. And then everything sort of begins to fade back and then you are in like, yeah, it, it does look like nothing so much as an attic. It's dusty. There's like sort of piles of clothes all over the place. 
and there's Lowry looking better. Like I, when you saw him last, it was like stringy, gross blonde hair hanging all over his face. That's been like pushed back nicely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's wearing like some sort of nice dark jeans and some uh, slip on boots mm-hmm. and I think a short sleeved three button Henley. Okay. He cleans up okay. And he's like, do you see this place? Yes, I see it. This is an untended headspace. You want to know the real irony? What's that? Back when it was just, uh, well, when I was in Kira's head, I was the one that kept things running. So how come you don't do it for yourself? I don't know. That's a good question, I guess. It's just always keep moving, I guess. Hey, I get it. I'm in kind of a new place myself, but how can you expect to connect with woodland creatures if you can barely connect with yourself? Point taken. Do you know why I think this has been so hard for you? I think you're going to tell me. Hey, you asked me, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because if you do this, it won't help anybody but you. And that's not what you do, is it? It's not what I was built for. Who cares? I Look, I'm good at taking care of other people. It's what I've always done. Focusing on myself is just not, it's never been a priority. I don't, I don't know. What would this even look like? What, what should it look like? Yeah. He looks around, looks back at you. What should it look like? I think Anna thinks about it for a moment, as Lauren does also. Uh, <laughs> After you take a good amount of time, Lowry will be like, run his hands through his hair, be like, wow, you stink at this. And that's okay. You've clearly never done it before. Sometimes you have to do things that you're not good at. As a wise dog once said, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. Who said that? Jake from Adventure Time. (laughs) (laughs) What are you good at? Hopefully, assistant teaching wizard trainees. Because if this is going to work, we're going to have to make this a whole lot more comfortable. For some reason, though, the first thing that comes to mind is actually just like, I think it's like above, it's just like in the night sky. Okay. And it's just like stars everywhere. Okay. Skybox. You can see the, the gentle starlight sort of streaming in through the windows here. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, okay, good start. There is like in the room, in the middle, hanging. There's like a dangling naked light bulb, <laughs> yeah. just casting harsh light on everything. Okay, not a bad start. And I think there's a lake, and there's like the moon in the distance, and it kind of reflects on the lake. And then there's maybe like just a bench, some some tall trees, flowers that kind of scatter around the the. The fl- forest floor, and I think there's just like the a crisp uh, breeze, like a beginning of fall. Okay, I'm gonna have you roll plus weird. Seven. Okay, I think Lowry's gonna lead you downstairs, and the vibe you've given me, and I think what Anna is probably doing more or less involuntarily, mm-hmm. is making this place like a cabin in the woods. Yeah. I think there is like a, there is a actual cabin, but I think at least where she was, there is like a very expansive outside. She wants to feel like free. 
Okay, that's fair. But cabin I'm cool with because it's something you need somewhere cozy to retreat to. Okay. So yeah, and downstairs it is um, sparsely appointed with, I think there's picture frames on the wall, obviously. Some of them are empty. A lot of them have like sort of imagined photos of you and Kira, maybe family photos with all of all of you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, the, the, the other thing that's there is the big chair from the house that you and Kira grew up in. From like our family? Like the family room, yeah. What does Anna think about that? Like that's from like before the cult days? Yep. It was a place where the two of you always used to sit. Okay. When he was sleeping. Okay. Anna goes over and she sits down in the chair. Okay. Power clashing. I can see it. What did he say? Power clashing? Power clashing. This chair does not go with the aesthetic of this cabin. No. But it makes me think of home. That's good. What was your home like with Mark when you were younger? Free. It was everywhere, wherever we were. Anywhere in the sky. (laughs) (sighs) Sounds nice. It was, and it wasn't. How come he was a prince and you weren't? You're brothers, aren't you? It's not like fairy tales or England. (laughs) It's not a hereditary thing. It's bestowed. When was he bestowed? Hard to say. How long is a year? 365 days, I think. 452 of those. That's a long time. I can see how you'd think that. So what now? Now, we try again. And then I want him to push you and you start awake. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Then you hear him like, again, back in your head as though coming through like a telephone or something. Now listen, and not just for sounds. Listen for something thinking, something looking. I'm going to give Lincoln a run for his money. <laughs> um, Anna will try to listen. Okay. Focus. This is going to be a roll plus weird. Eight. Eight. Pick a glitch. Let's say problematic side effect. <laughs> so you sort of reach out with your mind and you are suddenly acutely aware and sharply excited that there is an entire drum filled with garbage precisely 35 feet to your right mm-hmm. behind a couple of the, a couple of trees between you and it but you can smell it it smells wonderful and you know that your grabby little hands are strong enough to open it all by yourself anytime you want and you can have all of it <laughs> You could jump in it. There might be stuff to eat in there. You could throw it all and crinkle it up. Oh, and it's right there. I know what you're doing. Um, I'm going to go towards the... Well, I want to look around and see if I see anything. Like, making eyes at this garbage can. Roll plus sharp. Yeah, six. (laughs) Got it all to yourself, baby. All right, I'll head towards the garbage can. What's what's what is what's this? What's happening? For some reason, something wants in me wants to open this garbage can. <laughs> I don't know what is why. Maybe there's an animal oh that wants God. in. <laughs> what? You're on your own. Mm, I'm just gonna open it. Okay, you open it. 
and it's it's filled with amazing delicious trash there's definitely a banana peel in here that still has some banana it's been in there like three or four days oh it's just so fragrant <laughs> open the trash can yeah. you hear like just the slightest little crinkle of leaves coming from behind you at the tree line and there's a hesitant little raccoon oh okay look back at it and then grab the banana peel <laughs> its eyes go wide and then I'm gonna try to try to reach out my mind with to this thing like uh Lincoln had told me to do to assure it that I don't mean it any harm roll plus charm or plus weird whichever's higher 10 so okay your eyes sort of droop and you like let yourself reach out with your consciousness and yeah you make a connection with this raccoon <laughs> hey buddy you see it sort of sniff the air and it's like what do you think four days what <laughs> looks at the banana peel does it look like it's about four days old <laughs> about that yeah easy easy four There's days certainly at least three flies buzzing around. Gross, 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 yeah, gross, gross, gross. Doesn't strike you as gross, though. You're into it. Not right now. Do you want it? Do you not? <laughs> we can share. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have a bigger half. <clears throat> oh, my God. Saw you. <laughs> so... Here's part two, because yeah. uh, this does not mean that this raccoon is your familiar. Yes. This is the first one that you have found yeah. and been able to connect, and it will approach you, and you will be able to make contact. Mm -hmm. You can now choose. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make this raccoon be your familiar? I don't know. Maybe. Because I was thinking about maybe doing, finding, seeing if I could find a fox also. You think about that. Yeah. I want to go back to Mark. Did you make any hard and fast plans with Theo? What's the are, are you meeting somewhere? What's the what's the deal? Do you think? I just said sure in the text, but I think we may have planned a date and then I don't think Mark had a plan. I think he was waiting to see what Theo had in mind since she was the one that reached out. Okay. And I think Catrell is sitting across the breakfast table from you. Mark is eating his egg. I don't, I don't imagine you're, um, would you have like bar stools um, at like a breakfast bar? I want so badly for the stools to like not fully match like what came with the house. And so, yeah, I think I would, it's, it's like, I've got this kind of marble tabletop and then I have these like really almost like Ikea, like, I feel like bar stools. <laughs> yep. Okay. So yeah, very like flat and pale wood. Yep. Okay, because I'm just, I have such a clear image to me. Catrail is sitting on them, dangling her feet back and forth like a child. And then she's like kind of finishing up one of the last forkfuls of egg. Do a lot of people here have eyes that burn? Mark looks up from eating his egg, takes another bite while he's looking at her. Not really. That was rude. Was that rude? I'm sorry. I'm not used to having to say words no no you're you're fine <clears throat> yeah i mean i'm i'm not like everybody else 
you know a lot of people who aren't like everybody else. It just kind of comes with the uh, the business, I guess. Hmm. She goes back and starts kind of fiddling with her egg. Like that magic girl. She's cool. Theo? Yeah. Yeah, she's super cool. Are you working at all to hide your sheepish little grin? <laughs> I, I, I think there's kind of a brief moment of pause and he's just like, yeah, she's she's super cool. And he kind of smiles a little bit. So when your little rock goes ding, does that mean something special? Little rock goes ding. My obsidian stone? The the one you carry with you that that goes ding. She points at it on the table. She's talking about your cell phone. <laughs> is that like a proximity alarm? Because that would be cool. Then you would know someone is coming. But someone uh, seems to be coming all the time. Then I don't see anybody. Is it dinging at me? Oh, oh. Um, no, this is this is this is a a, a phone. Uh, we can communicate with each other using it. And then, like, I I think I proceed to like show her like. Like text messaging or whatever. She scoots her little stool over to be closer and see and like, oh, okay. And like, yeah, you can like, you can like make these little faces and stuff and like send them and and I <laughs> show her like text messaging. And then if, if we want to, we can also pick up the phone and like talk to people. It uses the towers around here. Oh, that I get. We have towers in the sky. Well, the one tower. The one tower. Okay. What do you guys communicate with? With communicating? I don't understand the question. You guys don't have little devices like this that allow you to communicate? I mean, maybe we do. Somewhere like a organ or a lung. So you guys are just talking in your in your head? No, we're talking in the sky. I guess our voices carry farther than yours do. That's weird. That is weird. It never... I don't feel quieter, but I guess I am. You feel quieter here? No, that's what I mean. It's just like, if I'm talking and I want to talk to the magic girl you like, she couldn't hear me from here. That's weird. Seems really inconvenient. Why did you do it that way? Well, I didn't choose that. It's just the way things are. They've always been. Oh. I think. Yeah, you must have a really weird great king here. Or maybe they just want to sell you all those rocks that go ding. <laughs> Best quote of the evening. <laughs> Speaking of rocks that go ding, can Theo have texted Mark and say, like, I don't have any plans today. I'm supposed to see Anna maybe later. Do you want to do something today? But you can say no. As I'm, like, showing Catrell, like, the message, like, oh, see, Theo just, oh, today. Sure. Smiley face. <laughs> Wait. Mark just discovered emojis. Mark <laughs> likes emojis. <laughs> Rocks and emojis. There's going to be like a, a crazy event that happens and he's going to emoji the shit out of it. <laughs> all right. All right, listeners. Challenge. Sum up this, the plot of this uh, episode with only emojis. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to do? What is Catrell doing right now? Absolutely reading all of this over your shoulder. <laughs> I think Mark uh, got a newspaper a while back and he saw something for, for bowling. And so Aww. he goes, do you want to go bowling with me? Yeah, we can go bowling. Are you good at it? No. <laughs> just You just say straight no. Yeah. Exclamation point. 
O dot 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 <laughs> dot dot dot. Well, I suck too. Let's let's go have fun. Period. Exclamation point. Fire emoji. Oh. <laughs> A period and an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are fat. Okay. I'll be there in forty-five minutes. Oh, like at your house. Uh, sure. One sec. Couch. Uh, Catrell, uh, what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your plans today? I didn't have anything after the eating thing. <laughs> oh, do you need a babysitter, Mark Clayton? <laughs> as much as I and Theo would hate it, I think Mark would totally invite Catrell along. I feel like he would just not even thinking, just be like, I want to see this. Do you? Do you, do you want to come bowling with us? It's an activity where you you throw a ball. I know bowling. She looks at her hands. I think I might be good at bowling. What? You have you have bowling? Where where are you from? No, but she does. Okay. Mark is just like kind of taken back, kind of looking up and down. <laughs> is she possessing somebody's body? Ah. Oh. And, and remind me, someone who's possessed is perceiving everything that's happening. What do you mean, remind you? I remember talking about it a while ago. Oh, yeah. You guys, some of you guys have been possessed. We, we had to, like, break somebody of it, I think. And it's it's happened to some of you. I think it's happened. It happened to Casey a ton. But and yeah, it was yeah. like she was watching it on a screen. Happened to you when Lysander possessed you briefly. Can I can I actually, like, sense another entity? You want to roll investigate a mystery? Eight. Here's what I'll tell you you see. There, there's like, and I feel like I told you a version of this before when you tried to investigate her when you first met. So now, and I believe what I said then was that um, the sort of shape of her spirit didn't match the shape of her body. Mm-hmm. It does now a little better. Like it's a sort of vaguely human shape, a little too big in places, a little too long in in places, but it's starting to match more. And it does feel like it's, um, taking over. Like it's like a kludge. Like it's kind of, it's kind of taped here. And that there's like, I think all I really want to tell you at this point is that the thing that is fusing the heartbeat to the spirit of Catrail is something that you've seen do that before. It's not the traditional way. It's not like looking at another person. There's something external, almost artificial. The like thing that sort of, you know, there's that I always have there being, you have your spirit and then, and then something that links it to the heartbeat to keep, to tell the body to stay alive. That attachment is something he's seen before, but with an eight, I think you can't quite place it. Is it like the anchors that we've... Unless you can. (laughs) Huh, I wonder if it's like the anchors that we've, the masks kind of type thing. Yeah, it does yeah. sound familiar. Well, shit, let's go bowling. <laughs> hey, Theo, Catrell is coming along. Happy face. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Anna. So oh, you've sent this raccoon bounding back into the forest. Mm-hmm. With full belly and full heart. Yes. Hope that wasn't a mistake. Um, okay. She's going to see if she can try to find like a little fox den or something. 
Okay. Roll investigate a mystery. Okay, with plus zero. Uh, that is a 10. All right. I'm imagining like you see some odd sort of either tracks or like evidence of foxes like I don't know if they scratch trees or something like that. You see something and I'm imagining you like stopping being like, wait, and standing there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then like equations floating around your head. <laughs> That's something foxes do. So yeah, and you wind up on the trail and eventually you find a sort of, um, this is where it would be helpful for me to know things about foxes, but I'm going to just go ahead and decide that there is like a little burrowed out den in between the, ho in the hollow between the meeting of two trees. Yep. There is no fox there currently, but you know it must be nearby. Okay. I think I might try the same tactic of, well, one, I think she's just going to sit on the ground, like near the den. Mm -hmm. But I think like she might pull out like, I don't know, some beef jerky or some food oh, that she wow. has on her uh, to see if like she can get anything to come approach her. Okay. Roll manipulate someone. <laughs> 12 advanced move. Okay. Now oh, you guys are going to hate this. <laughs> so yeah, you sit waiting for a couple of minutes, as still as you can be. You've now silenced your cell phone. And then yeah, after a bit, there's like, you can just hear the like kind of distant sort of trotting in the leaves and roughage. And then as it comes into view, it like stops and eyes you suspiciously. There's a little, little fox. The first thing that does pop into your mind is you are you are surprised at how small it is. Is it like a little red fox? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it has in its mouth a a little rabbit. <laughs> okay. And it like stops and basically freezes and then starts doing that thing where it's like stepping forward but in slow motion. Like if I don't make sudden moves, she can't hear me. She can't see me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like takes one single step forward and then stops and then waits to see what you do. I think Anna kind of just like, she crosses her arms and kind of just like leans down a little bit and kind of tries to get more at its eye level mm -hmm. and reaches out with like the little beef jerky in front of her. She's like, come here. Okay. I ain't gonna hurt you. It doesn't drop the rabbit just yet, but I'm gonna let that 10 kind of ride and then it does take increasingly less painfully slow steps towards you mm -hmm. and sort of leans to one side and drops the rabbit from its mouth and then sniffs about a foot away from the beef jerky that you're mm -hmm. holding out. I think like if it gets close enough, uh, Anna might just kind of try to like scoot in a little bit. But I think she's going to cautiously try to reach out and see if she can pet it. It will dodge definitely away from your hand. She'll just like hold her hand out, you know, like that thing that you do with dogs to be like, no, it's okay. You can sniff my hand. It's fine. It'll sniff the hand. Gives it the jerky. Snatch it out of your hand and then go back, back up a foot or two and mm -hmm. start eating it on the ground. <laughs> I'll just be like, that's a good boy. Fucking adorable. <laughs> it dropped the bunny because it grabbed the jerky. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'll have Anna kind of like back up more like so that she, her back is on like against the tree. And I want her to like, maybe with like a stick, see if she can pick up the rabbit. <laughs> and just like bring it by her, by the tree. And then be like, kind of pat her lap and be like, come here. <laughs> I want you to roll act under pressure to do that first part. <laughs> okay. Eight. So when you go over and get too close to the rabbit, the fox will go over and bite it. 
Mm-hmm. But I think that with an eight, you have sort of one side of it hooked into the stick, <laughs> like pulling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna just kind of see if I can kind of just like lead it back slowly with the stick. Okay. Lay it, sit back against the tree, and then yeah, I want to just like pat on my on my lap, and be like, come here, come here, buddy. I think I'll sort of like walk up to be like within petting range. You won't get in your lap. Mm-hmm. Like go down to a sitting position. And then cock its head slightly to one side, trying to figure you out. Just offer up the rabbit. And then I just, I, yeah, I think I want to try to do what um, what Lincoln had said and just sort of like see if I can kind of meld my mind with it. Roll use magic. Ten. So you sort of reach out and then what you hear coming from it is, you are a strange two legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're pretty strange too. Where'd you find this rabbit? Tail roughs up. I am not strange. I am strong. <laughs> yes, you are. You're a good boy. Again, this good boy. Yeah. And fox. All right, good fox. I can give you more of this, uh, this kind of food if you stick with me. If you could help me out. Your dried and spicy food. I like this. <laughs> you break a cage. You get this. <laughs> It's chewy, but flavor. It's very nice. <laughs> Not enough of blood, but plenty of spice to make up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get you a lot more of that. You like sneaking into places? Listening intently? Stealing things? You are a very strange two legs. You like to do fox things. Mm-hmm. I am like to do fox things as well. That's good. I could use... A friend who likes to do fox things. I will take your food and do your fox things. <laughs> Good. Can I, can I pet you? Do you like being pet? What is pet? I think she'll like hold out her hand to like to go on the, his back coat. Okay. He like watches your hand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe try to like do some scratches under his chin. Oh. He looks at you and his eyes kind of go wide and to the extent that foxes have eyebrows, they go way up. Yeah. I do like pet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick with me if you want. You just keep petting him. Okay. <laughs> do you have hmm. a name? What is name? Well, my name's Anna. It's how you refer to another person or creature. This is not much of a fox thing. I don't do it. Can I give you a name? Does it ta- does a name taste good? Sometimes it's got some good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might like to have name. Okay. Hmm. What would be a good name for you? His tail is swishing medium speed back and forth across the leafy ground. You like causing trouble? He nods. Right. And I'm going to call you Iniko. Iniko? Means born in time of trouble. In what? Nigerian. Mm. Mm-hmm. Iniko. She does have good mouth feel. <laughs> I thought so. Is there anybody else in your den or is it just you? He sort of like grimaces a little bit and he's like, 
I'm sorry, there is not going to be space for the two of us in my den. No, I just... <laughs> There's no other foxes in there, are there? Are you a solo fox? No. Okay, good. I would hate to do an uprooting family situation. That would be weird. <laughs> oh, no, I have much hunt and kill before I prove myself to take wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How old are you? <laughs> Lifespan of fox. <laughs> I am six seasons. Wow. You're, I think you're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go see uh, my fox den? And go meet uh, a couple of my friends. Okay. He, yeah, he won't climb up on your shoulder or anything like that. He will just trot next to you and come along. He will start to sort of get confused as you walk out of the trees and he's like it's not a very good place for dens here well it's a different kind of den that's true I have um, a boss their name's uh, Lincoln Ramsey Ramsey Lincoln depending on the day um, <laughs> they told me to come and find you so I want to make sure that they uh, that you guys have a chance to meet bring Inigo back to uh, Clockwork Child. Okay. I think he's just sort of making vague uh, continued disparaging comments about where the kind of place that you've chosen <laughs> yeah. to... See, yeah. there's no hunting here. What are you... Where are you going to find the food to eat? You can't. I just hand him another beef jerky. <laughs> the, gr the ground is too... Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I come head back to the clacker child. Is Lincoln Ramsey, Lincoln or Ramsey there? Do they just like live there? You don't know. <laughs> okay. I want to go there and see if they're there. Okay. Yeah, you go and the store is empty other than yeah, sitting on the big counter in front of the apothecary is Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Whoa! I can smell you from here. Uh, well, that's what searching all night for a familiar will do to you. Although I gotta say, good strategy. Animals have a keen sense of smell, you know. Yeah, totally but meant to. That little guy, you smell like home. I'm just gonna ignore that. I think it was the 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 charm that won him over. But, um, sure. Well, you know, maybe the smell didn't, didn't hurt things. As and or if you walk up to Ramsey, she will hold out a thermos takes it just water i assume no it's really strong really good coffee oh it's what time is it now like early morning or no like afternoon it's it is at least 10 30 in the morning okay i should really just go to bed not if you found a familiar we got shit to do oh <laughs> takes a sip and just starts like <laughs> crying <laughs> what else is there she like flips over back, looks underneath the counter, selects something, pulls a big pile of books and printouts. The top one is Vulpus Vulpus, <laughs> an, an exhaustive resource. Oh. And the, the, in all, the pile is probably about six or seven inches high with hardcover paperback and printouts. Mm -hmm. And she says, you need to get to know your little friend. Oh. Uh. Just sighs. But then I think in her head she would say to Lowry, 
Thank you. I I am imagining that in your head cabin, mm-hmm. Lowry is sitting in the big chair, reading a paperback, drinking a beer, and he just holds up the beer <laughs> and keeps reading. <laughs> nice. Executive producer Johnny Grubb. This has been The Monster's Playbook, featuring John Wander as Mark Clayton, Lauren Johnson as Anna and Kira Ashwood, Maya Dutchin as Theo Nessos, and Johnny Grubb as literally everybody else. Our theme song is by me, Johnny Grubb. The Monster's Playbook is produced and engineered by Maya Dutchin and edited by Maya Dutchin and Lauren Johnson. If you liked this episode, please tell a friend. We love friends. You can find The Monster's Playbook on the social media channel of your choice. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. You can hang out with us on our Discord. And if you like what we're doing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We'll see you next episode where, as always, I'll have some good news and some bad news. Thanks for listening. Oh, buddy. Stinky butt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Grady had one of those today, too. Well, plus the litter box is right here. This is the behind the scenes <laughs> content our listeners crave. And we'll never see. Just FYI, we're talking about a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a friend of mine whose butt stinks. <laughs> we're talking about it in front of him. I dislike this. <laughs> I got the butt out. <laughs>